This is Financial Tech and the Guide Rock Capital Management Weekly Commentary for the week of January 22nd, 2013. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska, and we post the show each week, including the written commentary out at TheAverageGuy.tv. This weekly podcast brings you market commentary from Andrew Hunt, CFP and President of Guide Rock Capital Management here in Omaha, Nebraska. If you'd like to receive the commentary in advance, just send us an email, Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital, all one word. Dot com and put subscribe in the subject. If you have questions or comments, you can email the show podcast at theaverageguy.tv. And of course, you can find us both on Twitter. I am just Jay Collison and Andrew is Andrew D. Hunt. If you're new to podcasts and you're looking for a way to easily listen each week, you might want to consider using Stitcher. Available on any browser as well as both Android and iPhone platforms. It's a great way to listen to podcasts at home and on the road. This show and all the past shows are on Stitcher. Stitcher.com, search financial tech. It's education for your ears. Andrew, great to see you this week. I know you're excited about coming on. you got some great stuff to say. What do you have for us this week? Well, it's, I'm glad to be back for a second week in a row uh, doing the weekly market commentary. And, guys, so last week we talked a little bit about the huge kickoff that uh, the markets have had at the beginning of the year, and it's just it's just continued on. Uh, the, the investors continue to appear to be really optimistic. Uh, we got some really strong housing data and a positive labor report um, this last week. There was also some debt ceiling stuff going on. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later here in just a second. We got some good earnings results for, for the you know fourth quarter uh, announcements that came out. Uh, last week as well. So all that led to uh, five years high, five year highs for both the S and P 500 and the the Dow Jones, which are the two most widely uh, widely reported uh, indexes out there. The Commerce Department uh, announced that housing starts, which is new construction in the housing industry, uh, climbed by 12.1 percent in December. And, uh, and that's an annualized number, which totally exceeded uh, the expectations that were out there, which is always a good thing. Uh, they also expect that uh, the, the housing industry as a whole is going to continue to rebound as we see record low interest rates in the mortgage market. If you haven't heard about low mortgage rates, you must be sleeping under a rock because uh, there's billboards all over town, TV, radio, you're seeing it everywhere. Um, and so that's really driving a lot of opportunity and productivity in the uh, in the mortgage market. The, the debt ceiling is a big conversation right now, and it looks like House Republicans are already starting to soothe some concerns out there, uh, pox of some sort of compromise. Uh, that's really exciting. Hopefully, we won't have to repeat uh, the tail end of 2012, where uh, down to the wire, everybody was biting their nails trying to see if a deal would happen. Hopefully, something just comes together. And then we saw some Wall Street banks and several high-profile companies report earnings that beat low expectations. Um, so that's huge, uh, and that really drove the market as well. The transportation sector, which is a really cyclical, um, sensitive sector in the stock market, 
um, that tends to underperform when, when investors are anticipating a recession uh, has, has sent out some positive news. A lot of companies that are reporting in that sector um, are doing really well. And so Barron's, a widely read industry newspaper, defines a secular bull market as beginning when both the transportation sector and the Dow Jones Industrial Average hit new highs. Now, like I just said earlier, the Dow Jones has hit a new high. The transportation sector is still 4% below its, its previous high, which was back in October of 2007. So the question is, is are we headed to our, toward a bull market? You know, only time will tell. We'll keep watching, and if you stay tuned, we'll, we'll, we'll stay on top of it, and we'll let you know uh, what we're seeing out there. There's also a lot of discussion right now about uh, three terms that I think I, I would really be good to define. The deficit, the debt, and the debt ceiling. Uh, you're watching 6 o'clock news. These things are coming across all the time. These terms are being thrown around like crazy, but do we really know what it means? So I thought well, I'd take just a minute here and define deficit, debt, and debt ceiling. The deficit is America's annual spending shortfall. Any year the government spending exceeds its revenue, which is taxes, right? Any year spending exceeds taxes, it has a deficit. So just like in your house, when you spend more than you make, you're in the you're in the red. <laughs> so um, you know the government works the same way. We just call it a deficit. Uh, Keynesian economics has this really interesting concept where. The, a government can run a deficit and stimulate the economy. Now, there's two schools of thought. Some people disagree with that. Other people agree with it. Uh, but that's kind of where we're at right now. The current administration believes in Keynesian economics, and that's why we're currently in a deficit. The debt is the full amount that the American government owes. So it's all the deficits from, from years and years and years. Um, so, for example, if the government runs a $10 million deficit for five years, the debt will be... $50 million, right? So uh, it's kind of like the running total on your credit card balance. Um, if you if you overspend every single month and have to go to your credit card, well, the, the total balance is going to be your debt that you owe. And then finally, the debt ceiling. So when the government runs a deficit, it has to borrow to keep operating. So generally, the U.S. government borrows by selling securities like T-bills, uh, notes, or, or bonds, maybe even savings bonds. Um, but it limits itself on how much it can issue unless it's raised by an act of Congress. And so that is the debt ceiling. And that's currently where all of the sticking points are. Because at the end of 2012, uh, when we had all these, you know, the, the fiscal cliff, when, when we had all that at the end of 2012, the debt ceiling was one of the issues in there. And instead of solving it, they just said, hey, we'll figure it out in February. Uh, well, it turns out it's the end of January already. Uh, so that'll be interesting. The current debt ceiling, just for your edification, is $16.4 trillion, trillion with a T, dollars. Um, <laughs> it, it'll be pretty interesting. Here's the quote for this week. Actually, it's a definition from Ambrose Bierce, an American journalist. It's the definition of compromise. Such an adjustment of conflicting interest as gives each adversary the satisfaction of thinking he got the uh, what he not have and is deprived of nothing except what was justly his due. The definition of compromise. So with that, Mr. Collison, 
Do you have any questions this week? Yeah, Andrew, let me ask you this question. In your opinion, how much debt can we really take on as, as a country? I mean, there's a lot of debate around, uh, you know, just I hear GDP being thrown out. I hear as a percentage of this or a percentage of that. Is there a magic number out there when we look at just how much debt we have uh, that we can take on safely and still kind of, you know, not default? You know, that's a great question, Jim. I think it's real similar to, you know, I always try and relate everything. I am a certified financial planner for individuals, not, not governments. Um, so I try and relate everything to individuals. And, you know, I think it's real similar to when you, when you think about your household. There's a certain optimal point of borrowing um, that, uh, you know, you're using debt as a tool as opposed to uh, debt as a burden. And, uh, you know, at, that point is typically where the debt costs you more than than it's worth. So, uh, I think it's not too dissimilar in our in our government. Um, I think that we're probably there in terms of how much debt uh, we should take on. How much debt could we take on? Well, uh, you know that there is the question, right? They can keep printing checks and printing bills as as long as the until the cows come home. Um, but, you know, right now, that number, that $16 trillion number, uh, there's some crazy statistics out there about how much that applies to every man, woman, and child in America. Um, and I think it's like every household is about $40,000 uh, in, in debt that's allocated to households. And to me, that seems about right. <laughs> that seems a little much. And, um, you know, hey, listen, when you, when, you, when you run a budget, you can only have two issues, right? You can either have a spending problem uh, or you can have a uh, an income problem, and in this country, I think we have both. Um, I am a conservative, but uh, you know, hey, there's issues that have to be dealt with. Very good. I, um, yeah, as I look at 16 trillion, and I, it, it's interesting. They said they'll come back in February, and of course, the inauguration was uh, just earlier this week. We're recording this on a Tuesday, and that was a Sunday, with it being celebrated on Monday. You know, I think they kind of knew maybe they weren't, you know, it seems kind of silly. That was going to be, a, it's gonna, January is going to be a busy month. Are they really going to get to it? If we get to February and nothing gets done, are we in the same position we were in December? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if we continue to not make any decisions, we're going to see a really similar market to what we saw at the end of, uh, at the end of December where uh, we'll see a big dive. And, um, you know, it could, it could be really interesting to watch this unfold uh, we're in a very tumultuous time for politics, and uh, I think it's interesting to watch. Um, uh, and for the average guy out there, uh, you know, if the U.S. defaults on 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 debt, that's that's a really big deal and, and something we want to keep track of. All right, very good. Well, we'll we will remind folks that uh, we do this short podcast. We try and keep it about ten minutes in length each and every week. And of course, Andrew uh, is is our specialist over at Guide Rock Capital and provides us this weekly commentary each week. And you can consume it out here at theaverageguide.tv. Andrew, how do folks find you out there in your on your blog? Yeah, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Andrew D Hunt, or you can check out my blog, which is just www.gallopfcu.blogspot.com. I'd be uh, happy to uh, have some new follow. And hey. Send, send us an email, and if you have questions, we'd love to, to answer some of your questions on the show here, too. Awesome. Well, we'll we will remind uh, listeners that if they're new to podcasts and uh, kind of wonder how they could get this automatically to their phone each week, they could do that using an app called Stitcher. It's free on both iPhone and Android and makes an easy way to listen to this podcast each week. You don't even have to think about it. 
just automatically shows up on your phone. You can plug it into the aux port on your car or Bluetooth. Enable devices can listen to it. Head out to Stitcher.com, search financial tech, and uh, and get that downloaded, and you can listen to it each week. Be sure to visit Guide Rock Capital. That's just Guide Rock Capital, all one word, dot com. Follow Andrew on Twitter. He mentioned that, Andrew D. Hunt, and get all the show notes, uh, including this entire market commentary out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Now, Andrew and I say thanks for listening, and we'll catch up with you next week. Remember, be smart about your investing. See you, Andrew. Have a great night. See you, guys. Guide Rock Capital Management, Inc., or Guide Rock, is a registered investment advisor that is registered with the state of Nebraska and located in Omaha, Nebraska. Guide Rock and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration requirements imposed upon investment advisors in the states in which they maintain clients. Guide Rock may only transact business in those states in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. Important information describing Guide Rock's business operations, services, and fees can be viewed on the SEC's website at www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. Guide Rock will provide Form ADV Part 2, which serves as the firm's disclosure document to all clients. Copies of Form ADV Part 2 are also available to interested parties upon request. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No current or prospective clients should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product made reference to directly or indirectly on this video, website, or indirectly via hyperlink or any affiliated third-party website will be profitable or equal to past performance levels.